Hey, thanks for listening to the Blended Podcast. I'm Megan. I have a 16-year-old daughter named Tana from my previous marriage who is with us full-time. And in 2018, I married my husband, Chris. His daughter, Lena, is nine from his previous marriage. And I'm Derek, and I have Zeke, who's 11, Kingston, who's nine from a previous marriage, and married Jesse in 2018, and she didn't have any kids, but now we have one on the way. So walk with us as we share our crazy blended lives. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Blended Podcast, and today Maddie is joining us. Hello. She looks with us here at the radio station at Walk FM. And so we thought, hey, wait a minute, you're a part of a blended family and not one that uh, we have talked about yet. She's an aunt of a blended family. I am. So my, I have an older sister. Um, she's like two and a half years older than me. And she has probably the most incredible heart um, of anybody I know. Uh, I have so much respect for her. Um, so when... We were in, when she was in high school, she always was following these blogs of all these different organizations, um, people who went to, you know, on mission trips in like China and Africa, just all over the world. And that was the one thing that she wanted, like approaching her senior year. She didn't really want, you know, a trip. She didn't want a car. She didn't even want to like look at colleges. She just wanted to go on a mission trip. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, I know. So our parents, you know, they told her like, okay, like, you know, like find one, just pick one place because she had so many interests. Um, and she settled on, it's an organization called International Voice of the Orphan. And they took quarterly trips to Kampala, Uganda. And so, you know, me and my mom went with her and it was a two week trip. And, you know, I was like 14 at the time and my sister's a senior in college and or in high school. Um, but you know, at the end of the two weeks, me and my mom were like, okay, this was, this was a great experience. Loved it. Yeah. Ready to get home, you know, cause it's totally different. Like, right. You know, and, but my sister, she just wanted to stay and she just wanted to go back. Like as soon as we got home, she was ready to go back. Um, and that's when my parents kind of realized like, oh, maybe this is a little bit more of a serious thing for her. Right. They really always, she was always pushing for my parents. Like, you know, like, you all should adopt like internationally. Like I would uh, love a okay. sibling. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, so maybe this is her thing more so than it is their yeah. thing. Um, but her whole senior year of high school, she spent just instead of looking for college, she was looking for an orphanage where she could work at in Uganda. She was looking for anybody else from America who would, you know, be brave enough to go with her and live wow. for who knows how long. Um, so that's what she did. She found one in Uganda she went with some girls that she met on the two-week trip. They all moved there together. Wow. And, yeah, so she started working at this orphanage, um, like, about two hours from where we were um, for short term. And she, at the time, said she was going to move for just five months. She said, I'll just try it out, come home, see if I want to do something else. And she didn't come home for, like, five years. Five years? <laughs> yeah. So while she's there, yeah. the, the seed's already planted mm-hmm. of international adoption. Yeah. From an orphanage. Mm -hmm. So while she's there, I'm sure that, you know, was probably something that went from a thought to this is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, while she was there, it's she was in the specific home that she was in, had so many children, so many orphans with special needs, and they weren't equipped to take care of kids with special needs. And, you know, there's this 
I think she was two at the time, a two-year-old little girl who weighed maybe 15 pounds. Oh, wow. And, mm-hmm, and you know, of course, that's the one that stole my sister's heart. And she couldn't bear to leave her to come home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Like, she just, that was her yeah. little girl. Um, and so, yeah, she's she's still her little girl. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. how long did, do you remember how long the process was for her to adopt? Oh, it was so long. Um, it started out. She fostered her because my sister was only 18 right. at the time. She was like 18, turned 19 while she yeah. was there. And so I think she was 19 when she started fostering this little girl. Um, so it's just, it took the rest of the time. Like it took like about four years. Um, and there were a lot of, you know, she was running into her visa would expire, but we couldn't get Sayla, her daughter. Yeah. We couldn't get her the proper paperwork she needed. Um, and, you know, just with having special needs, there's medical things we kept running into. Like we had to find a hospital here in America that would say, like Kentucky specifically, that would say, I'm going to give her the medical treatment she needs. When she gets here, she needs it. Yeah, so King's Daughters, actually, they like paved the way for my niece to be able to come home. It was incredible. Wow. Yeah. And and when you talk about special needs, like what what did she see was the majority over there? Do you remember? Of the... Of just any of the kids or even the the girls she adopted? So much of it. My niece is autistic. Okay. Um, She's nonverbal. Um, but that does not stop her from <laughs> getting her personality across. She is a right. firecracker. Um, but so much of it over there was just complete neglect. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the thing. Like, they didn't think that my niece would be able to walk just because she had been abandoned. You know, like, you have yeah. babies just laying there. Like, they're not clothed. They're not fed. They're just left right. completely on their own. And it's heartbreaking. Right. Um, but that's one of the things that, you know, even the doctors in Uganda kept pushing. They are like, this little girl could thrive if she just had a family environment and, wow. you know, we bring her home and she's, she's in school. She's in third grade. Um, wow. she's responsible for taking her class attendance sheet to the office. She can, you she, know, she run. Does, she does what she needs to do Absolutely. to thrive. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And so here's your sister, right? Who comes back, mm-hmm. uh, you're saying 23, 24. Yeah. yeah. Now a mother. Yes. Now a mother of a special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, daughter, and and then you know, at that age, you start looking at the future. Right. You start looking at marriage yeah. and and all the things with that. And so, um, how long was it before she got married? Because I know she's married now, right? She is. Um, it's actually so funny. She started dating her now husband while she was still living in Uganda, and he okay. was in Japan. What he was? Mm-hmm, he was in the navy. And, you know, they went to middle school, high school together. Okay. He was always in love with her. Okay. And he just, he waited. And, wow. you know, it was towards the end of the adoption process um, that they started dating. Like, she knew she'd be coming home soon. Um, and he knew he'd be back soon. Um, and so it was, it was the night before, because my sister had to come home for like a few months, just like the last few months of the adoption process. She had to do paperwork here in the States. Um, and it was the night before she was getting ready to get on a plane to go get Sayla to bring her home. Right. And he proposed that night. And wow. Yeah. And he did so. He never met Sayla just over video chat, but wow. he's incredible. So you think about that, like we all talk about blended, like, yeah. you know, slow process mm-hmm. and, um, you know, wait, make sure the relationship's going to yeah. work. And, and he really did that. Right. But he's basically, you know, marrying into having mm-hmm. a daughter right. that he can adopt because- yeah. You know, there's there's no father in the picture. It's Mm-mm. not blended in the sense where they're right. shared. This is right. like, this is our family, mm-hmm. and we're going to be blended. And yeah. no, I think it's beautiful just how he yeah he chose it so yeah open heartedly. And he's such a good dad. She's 
obsessed with him. Like, see, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so, as as an aunt, what do you think their probably biggest struggles are as a blended family in this situation? Um, a lot of it, I think, just comes down to you know, her medical issues are difficult at times, and I think that can be really heartbreaking just to watch. You know, yeah, because you know she's got so much of a personality inside, and it's trying to come out. Right. Um. I don't know. We've all talked about wanting to be able to take her back to Uganda one day just yeah. to let her see, you know, because there'll be things like she'll hear like a video Macy will play just from like when she lived there. And it's like she comes to life. It's like she remembers it. Yeah. So well. Um. So I think it's neat just having that like as a family, we all got to experience being in Uganda. We all got to experience, you know, the people there and the culture. And it's it's a part of her, you know, right. and it's um it's really special. There's a lot of people in Uganda that helped play a big part in Sayla's life Um, that would you know, keep her while Macy had to travel for paperwork. Um, and, you know, we still keep in touch with all of them. That's and really cool. It's just, yeah, it's really neat just to see how big the picture is. You know, yeah. like it, it takes a village. It took two, Literally. Different, two different countries. Yeah, and, and, and even not in that situation, other blended families, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it takes everybody. Right, Being absolutely. on the same page, communicating, working together. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. I think in that in that blended, it, it's no different than ours, like traditions right. and, and culture and, and mm-hmm. things that are – important to who right. make up the kid and their sides. families both sides mm-hmm. are are key to keep in yeah. you know their lives because uganda will always be her Absolutely. home it will always be where she was born right. where she's from the culture yeah. you know and you know and, and and i'm sure you know race in this place mm-hmm. a key you know yeah. Absolutely. Um, your sister and her husband both being, you know, Caucasian. Right. You know, they they adopt an African American young lady. Absolutely. I'm sure there's some things they struggle with mm-hmm. when they come back here. Yeah. And you know, Definitely. that's that's, that's heartbreaking in its own. It is. Because, you know, here your sister traveled hours and hours and hours away yes. to fall in love with and care for mm-hmm. a child that was not her own. Right. But is her own now. Right. Um, it's just a beautiful picture of how I think we're supposed to love people. And, and sometimes I I think in blended families, we, we forget that. Mm -hmm. Like we forget that the basis of it is loving kids and loving them the way they deserve it. Like they were born. Sayla was Mm -hmm. born. She didn't choose how she was born, where she was born, her parents. Exactly. And, and it's up to us as adults and really, as we talk about believers yeah. To step up and fill that role and to For love sure. them as a child should be loved. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a it's a beautiful picture of um, what blended should look yeah. like and could look like and and all the things in between um, Does it ever gave you. Do you have the itch to, to uh, adopt or um, I've, I've thought about it. Um, I don't know if international adoption is the thing that, you know, yeah. I would be for just, I've watched what a process it is and, yeah. you know, I've watched her go through all that heartbreak, but you know, I'll never say no. Yeah. It's, and that's, well, and I ask that because a lot of times you see when one person ad- right. adopts, then all of a sudden it kind of sets the yeah. light bulb off in the friend group and mm-hmm. the family and, and you start right. to see more of those uh, adoptions, yeah. you know, happen. So, which is a great thing. It is. It is. There's a lot of kids out there, and 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 listen. I'm all for international yeah. adoption. Um, I have I've been around a lot of kids from Uganda mm-hmm. and the Uganda Children's Choir and things like that, yes. and and been to, um, I've been to Mexico and, mm-hmm. and been some places like that, and oh, it totally. I I 
I'd have came back with the whole village. I don't know how <laughs> yes, your sister did. I know. Because you I'm did. I'm surprised she didn't. Yeah, there, yeah, there is just something about knowing like these kids aren't getting the love they need. Right. And I can love them well. Absolutely. I, if there's, I might, we might struggle financially. <laughs> I might, but might, they'll be loved. <laughs> I might make some of the worst decisions as a parent right. and helping situation. I will love them well <laughs> and they will know that. Yeah. And so it's like, man, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And Absolutely. so, you know, I've never ruled out international adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's ever in the cards for right. me. Uh, but even like domestic adoption, I think oh, so many times we miss out yeah. on on being foster parents mm-hmm. or adopting ourselves yeah. here, kids in our communities. Right, right in your backyard. Right in our backyards. Same need, story. Same story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, need the same result yeah. in in having a family that loves them. And when it comes down sure. to blended families and, you know, we talk about it all the time, we don't know exactly how to do this. We're yeah. not perfect. We don't have it figured out. Right. But we do know that we can love our kids regardless of the situation, regardless of what's happened, regardless of how much you get to see them or how much mm-hmm. you don't get to see them. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, your your sister, if we got to sit down and talk, like there's a lot of this that, that, that probably felt like she had shared custody for those five right. years. And it's, you know, our family, like we missed out on the first yeah. four or five years of her life just before she could come home. Like we could only see her through right. video screens. So. Yeah, and, and like for... For my wife, like she missed out on the same amount of time with, right. with our boys, mm-hmm. um, but she didn't even get to see them on video screen. Like she literally right. wasn't in the wasn't picture there. until they were already past that age. Right. And so you, you're right. Like yeah. you know, sometimes it's like I take things for granted mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh man, you know, Zeke had the remember the Zeke's curls, and she's like, yeah. no, and I'm like, oh, let me show you a picture. And mm-hmm. so making her feel a part of that, right. and, and I'm sure your sister did that. You know, she yes. had four to five years worth of right. videos that. You know, at times I'm sure you yeah. you guys get to see and experience. Mm-hmm. And man, you're right. What a trip that would be to go back with her to yeah. Uganda, like as a teenager or something, yeah. where she could really understand mm-hmm. and, and grasp. Like, it'd be amazing. This is where I'm from, and yeah. this is you know, this is the orphanage that I found you right. in. And man, that's that's so cool. So. Yeah. Well, we thank you for joining us on the Blended Podcast today, Maddie. And Happy to be here. Maybe we'll get your sister on sometime. That'd she be kind of a cool yeah. uh, perspective. And, yeah, and she's just, got tons of stories. I bet. <laughs> and that would be kind of a cool perspective on blended families. Like, yeah. you know, people that work um, as foster families or mm-hmm. in orphanages or as social yeah. workers, they see a different side of it than we do. And that's what she does now. She works in foster care. So. Does she really? Mm-hmm. And so you see that different side of like, these are the needs Absolutely. these kids have and and here's how we can help them and yeah. so all right well thanks for joining us if uh you'll do us a huge favor go over and check out our facebook page it's facebook.com backslash blended podcast or you can follow us on instagram and actually maddie helps us run both of those I do. the instagram page is at under the blended underscore podcast that's instagram um just search the blended underscore podcast and follow us there get in on the conversation we would love to hear maybe you have an adoption story a foster story Uh, maybe you're walking through it right now we'd love to be there to support you and help out every step in the journey thanks for listening to the blended podcast with megan and Derek, a positive alternative radio production if you enjoyed the show please take a moment to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts You can learn more at walkfm.org.